This is the TFT Podcast. I'm Matt. That's Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Your Honor, this is Dragon On. <laughs> Matt, I had to flip nothing and turn it into something. Hip-hop turns to the future rock when I smash a pumpkin. Wow, we both went like very, very deep. Did did both of us expect the other person to do something uh, a little more recognizable from this record? Uh, Matt, when you roll into the carnival, anything can happen. What? What? Say what? Say what? Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna pick that up. We're talking about. Uh, we're talking about Wyclef Jean presents the carnival featuring refugee all stars, colloquially known, colloquially known uh, by people who listen to it as the carnival. Well, this is the solo debut of uh, Wyclef Jean, though it featured much of the same personnel. Uh, as on the Fuji's record that came out a year before. This came out in 1997. Uh, the Fuji's The Score, which was their kind of world-eating uh, super hit that featured uh, uh, Killing Me Softly with uh, Lorne Hill covering the Roberta Flack song. Um, that was 1996. Uh, this album came out a year later and is notable for its, I don't know, for its kind of omnivorous... Uh, sort of omnivorous musical musical character and and i suppose that was a novelty at the time now it seems like yeah that's just what you do um yeah, like you I know mean, hasn't hasn't wyclef heard any kanye <laughs> well it, it's i think kanye and also I, the thing that i was thinking about a lot as this being a kind of predecessor for is um mia and diplo yeah right? well, diplo um, sure yeah because the sound because yeah. you know that island sound mon you know, but uh, well, wrong island. But you know what I mean. And and yeah, yeah. And MIA is a really interesting is a really interesting thing. And it hadn't occurred to me in quite so stark a term. But I I sort of I definitely I definitely get that in terms of um, both kind of assimilation and uniqueness. Like sort of yep. speaking for a speaking for a. Um, a particular place in time, but also kind of speaking for that place in time using uh, a set of foreign languages. And I guess that is the sort of the Im- the immigrant experience or the refugee yep. uh, experience. And and it is you know it is super uh, it is super super interesting. And and like I don't know, like a good record, you know. Um, yeah. It is now. I, yeah. uh, I my quote was taken from one of the skits on this record, and like um, you know, uh, Rachel and Jordan and Ryan talked about last week in the uh, Doctor Octagonicologist. Uh, episode, which was fantastic, by the way, uh, and which I enjoy. I laughed out loud multiple times as I listened to it. Um, the uh and it also made me think um right like this is this is a skit heavy period in uh in hip hop albums and and maybe none more so than this when yeah. the the album is is the full cd 75 minutes oh, yeah. when you pull out the skits and make a spotify playlist of just the songs just pull out anything under like a minute and a half um 
or even the the uh, the fresh. I don't know if you count if you count that F R E S H fresh 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 that uh, as a skit or a song. But if you pull that out, um, it's about uh, it's about an hour two. So there's like 13 minutes of skits. Yep. Well, and so what what I did though is that like because I I wanted to listen to them, so I I actually separated them into two playlists. Right? So I made the album playlist and then the kind of the radio play playlist. <laughs> um, and there's there are there's I think three types of interludes uh, on the album. Um, there are the there's the courtroom arc, um, which there's about four of those i believe um i believe then there there is a there are the two wyclef's words of wisdom um and then uh and then there are um several kind of almost song intros um and those i actually chose to leave in right so there's an intro to to all the girls mm-hmm. um there's the fresh interlude um and the also the enter the carnival interlude mm-hmm. which i kept in because they're ultimately kind of more mini songs than they are like spoken word skit like i but my theory is that those do not really disrupt the flow of what's happening um because they're bridges from one kind of musical idea to the other sure. whereas the others and i mean we can go in more into a kind of a theory of what the skits are doing but it it, it seems like the the skits the other skits are shoehorned in when there's not an easy transition between songs or kind of movements uh, of this album um, because i mean right the, i mean in addition to the length in minutes right there are something like 24 or more yeah about 24 tracks on this album right um maybe, maybe more no i think it's about 24 um and so you know that that's a lot of just individual pieces of sound um, to to uh, engage and 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 I don't think and what when you do take out the interludes, some of the um, transitions are pretty stark in terms of mood. So ah. there's so I, I do think that there are transitional work is needed or or work on sequencing. But I feel like this this feels not entirely at um a piece with what's going on in the rest of the album right and and it's it's i mean and, and i think there are some things that are are similar and and ways in which they are in dialogue but i think that the skits like you say are a little more in a variety of ways keeping up with kind of what was contemporary in hip hop in 1997. Whereas um, I think that there's a lot more of an expansive view kind of musically um, thematically lyrically on the rest of the album and things that both kind of like connect more to kind of um, classic kind of both late eighties, early nineties hip hop and kind of forward to, you know, things that we'd see in the future. So weirdly it's, I didn't necessarily think that this was a great companion piece with Dr. Octagon, but it actually kind of is in terms of things that in this 1996, 1997 era that are kind of, you know, disrupting and kind of pushing against um, the um, the 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 hegemony at the time. Even though this was a very popular 
stellar album um, and had some some huge hits um, and is, I think, in some ways lumped in with the Puff Daddy shiny suit era. Um, I think it's quite different from that um, yeah. and, and is, is weirdly more similar to, um, you know, uh, uh, to, to Dr. Octagon because it's like, you know, it's it's it, it, I guess it's, they're both um, refugees, but one is a refugee from Haiti and the other other is a refugee from Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the, Earth, Earth people. I am from Haiti. Earth people. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, it's it's so interesting. Like you got to think. Um, uh, you got to think. Like what what were they thinking with some some of the skits? And it's like, did this amuse them at the time? Uh, I, and I I sort of like place the quality of the comedy uh, on the skits. About alongside the Jimmy Fallon skit on the Hamilton mixtape, where he yeah. talks about being classically trained by Fred Classically, <laughs> a guy uh, he met, uh, you know, walking down. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's yeah. so bad. It's it's left my my memory. But like the the like this, uh, the, it's interesting what stands the test of time and what what doesn't stand the. Uh, uh, what doesn't stand the test of time. Um, so, you know, however you want to listen to it, whether you want to make two separate playlists and listen to the radio play uh, and the songs separately, or whether you want to experience the whole thing, it's... Uh, it, Sorry, before I was uh, launching into the, I was launching into the, to the pivot, but like, um, it's interesting, the, in, on Spotify, in, on... Um, this the first time I remember this was iTunes, uh, and I remember when iTunes the when iTunes was a digital music store where you would pay ninety nine cents a track. Um, I remember when it introduced gapless playback on the iPod and uh, on the iTunes player, and it's because like you know it used to play one song at a time and then it would buffer the next song in, and there was a perceptible delay between between the two songs. Um, that wasn't the case on on compact discs. Uh, it's the case on records because there's a groove, there's like a physical space, but but on cassette tapes you could just kind of have a sort of through composed through composed thing. And I, I wonder if the experience of disjunction isn't uh sort of abetted somewhat by the the by the medium, by the the kind mm. of the the delay, just the like even if it's just a, a second or a fraction of a second, like if that discontinuity actually makes the the um you know the the gap between the the uh, sorry if that gap makes the discontinuity between the intros or the skits and the the uh tracks the actual songs um more i don't know uh, uh disturbing than than it might be uh you know with without it um cuz i don't remember having that i remember having a very kind of flow experience when i was listening to this record and i had this record as a teenager more about that later all right so uh let's give you a chance to go listen to uh go listen to white cliff jean presents the carnival featuring refugee all stars take uh you know set aside 75 minutes um listen to the whole thing and uh, meet us back here after this word from our commercial sponsor are you looking to be gone till November or longer? Yeah, uh, longer would be great. Yeah, and maybe you want to go to not just 
an island, but maybe a successive series of islands and other ports of call. Island hopping. That's what uh, that's what I like to call it. Well, then why not take a cruise on Carnival Cruise Lines? Oh, wow. It's thematic. It's a cosmetic connection that I'm going to mistake for a thematic one. That's right. Because <laughs> when you roll on the Carnival Cruise Lines, anything can happen. Oh, are these the party boats that I've heard so much about? Oh, yeah. Anything can happen at all. Good things can happen, like great parties and great food and wonderful entertainment. But bad things can happen, too, like getting lost at sea or piracy or or norovirus or also norovirus. (laughs) Like I said, when you roll on to Carnival Cruise Lines, anything can happen. Oh, wow. I'm going to book my Carnival Cruise today. Sex with no condom on Carnival Crows lines? No, no, no. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't that, let it happen. That'll never happen. And we're back. Ryan, I have a question. Great. Go for it. Uh, Ryan, um, this Wyclef, in his trial <laughs> <laughs> over the course of the record, Wyclef Sean presents the carnival featuring refugee all-stars. With the prosecutor and the judge and the bailiff and the defense attorney and a succession of witnesses and uh, hilarious mispronunciations. Is he guilty? That is Bishop. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, who's Bishop and why hasn't he been called to testify? Bishop, Bishop, it's false. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) Oh, bullshit. So is Wyclef guilty? (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, the answer is a qualified yes, Um, (laughs) as as always. Um, But the the I think and as always, the real um, interest is in the qualification of the the yes, Uh, because the you know, the charge is being a player Um, and he, he we we don't actually get. A verdict, really, right? It is just that there is um, no. We get we get a verdict and, and we get closing arguments, but no verdict. Uh, we get closing arguments, followed no by verdict. followed by the carnival. Welcome to the carnival and the three Haitian Creole tracks that end the album. Well, and and so the way I envision that is actually it's it's I actually envision that kind of welcome to the carnival where Wyclef is on an island, um, sipping an island drink and welcoming welcoming you to the islands. Is that it's like that um, scene in any heist movie, um, where the protagonists like. S- skip town and and are on an island and celebrating and clinking their glasses like i think the end of i believe that um trading places ends like this um i kind of think the firm ends like this um i could be wrong um i'm probably wrong about that one but that that, that right there's this trope of the, the where the um the protagonist is being pursued um, and gets away, right? And and gets away almost always to a tropical paradise. I think that what's interesting about this is that in this case, the tropical paradise is kind of home in one sense. So I, I think that, so I think that Wyclef is guilty, but I, I think that part of the um, 
in that trope, generally when you have a protagonist who's ending up on an island at the end, it's because they're being pursued unfairly in some way. Right. So if um Wyclef is guilty, so he's guilty under a system that is rigged against him. Um and and which is and which is bishop, right? <laughs> which is which is bullshit. Um and so he is um he is he is guilty of um under a a unjust system or an unfair system um and um and and normatively innocent right um and and i think that and it's also in giving going back to the function of what these skits are doing, right? Wyclef is on trial for being a player, and that is very much something that is in the um, in the was very much of the discourse of late '90s rap, right? Um, uh, Big Pun is not a player; he just uh, um, crushes a lot, yeah. right? Um, and don't, um, don't hate the player, hate the game. The right. you know what I mean, like the idea- um, as Notorious B.I.G. said, "I'm not just a client; I'm the player president," hmm. right? <laughs> um, and and so this idea of being a player and being um, and, and of being and it's, it's it was kind of associated discursively i think with kind of um you know a, a certain kind of like also mainstreaming of the term pimp to mean someone just who was promiscuous rather than someone who was involved um in kind of sex work right and kind of managing sex work right um and uh and uh and and so that this idea of the player as a kind of generally a promiscuous man and is it's addressed right on um and I think the piece that makes me kind of think about this charge and how it's kind of a trumped up or misleading charge is the relationship between the the songs and the skits, right? Specifically on the um, uh, uh, what to all the girls song, um, and then the interlude um, that follows that, which is the testimony from Down Low Ho, um, and uh, who who I believe yeah, he knows many styles. He knows many styles. Uh, he who knows many styles. And I think what's interesting, right, is that so the the prosecution says after to all the girls, says, this is a, um, you know, this is evidence that Wyclef is a player. Right. And yeah. yet uh, when you listen to to all the girls, it's, it's a song that's not at all really particularly bragging about having cheated on many girls, right? I mean, just the fact that he is using the discourse of having cheated on the girls um, is not like a, a player doesn't acknowledge cheating on the girls. Right, right. It's not che- it's not cheating if you don't acknowledge that there are rules. Right, exactly, exactly. And so, um, and and conversely, it's you're not a player if you recognize that you are cheating, right? Um, and so that the idea of so he's he's guilty of being able to um, be lumped in um, as being a player, right? Um, but he is, in fact, and I think another way of asking is he a player or is he guilty is. Is he a a rapper? Is he a late '90s rapper? Yeah. Is yeah. Is Wyclef a rapper or is he something else? 
Right. Um, but the question I was going to ask you, and I actually, I think I asked you this when we listened to this album um, together in Boston um, like a month ago, is, is this your favorite rap album? <laughs> <laughs> and I think the answer is a qualified yes. Uh, I love this album. It was, I had it on CD in the 90s. Um, and I'm not sure it's exactly, I'm not sure it's exactly a rap album. Right, um, because it's it is it is a rap album, but it's also other things. So by saying yeah. it's a, yeah. by saying it's a rap album, when you talk about genre, I mean like the the claim is as much po- exclusionary as it is positive, right? Like it's not when you say it's an X album, you're saying it's not a Y Z A B or C album, and this is a rap album, but it's also uh, you know it's also a lot of other things, and that's the, you know therein lies the the qualification of it. I mean, but if you think about it in a set theoretic term. I do think that it is a rap album, like the other things that it are, uh, that it is. Um, it, like rap album is one circle, and I think that rap album is entirely contained within the other circle, right? So I don't think there are a lot of things that rap albums are, um, um, at least at the time, or kind of as the idea of the rap album, um, that are not within this album, but there are other things in this album that are not rap album, right? Mm. So that there is, so, so that there is, is kind of almost a point of tangency of like an outer edge of the circle, um, of the, the rap, uh, 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 rap album circle and this circle. And then there's like a boundary beyond rap album, um, where this is in terms of, and, and I think that, um, and, and and again, that may then even those zones may then overlap with a few other genres, right? So there are these other kind of circles that don't typically intersect with rap album, but for on this album, but that rap there's a rap album within this, um, and then there's a right there's a Haitian Creole EP at the end, yeah, right, um, and and the, but then there's also kind of this, you know, there's there's kind of um kind of pan caribbean um diaspora music throughout right? right um and there's there's kind of you know there's 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 just a little bit of kind of singer songwriter acoustic guitar singer songwriter right um, well, a and little, kind of yeah, balladeer right a, a little bit like we got to talk about it. we got to talk about that a little bit like uh i is it which one is it is it a bubble goose where it's like hey can i plug in my guitar or can i play uh can I play my guitar? No, it's not. I gotta, I gotta think of it. But like one, and actually, he never actually does it. Oh, it might be to all the girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People on the, uh, you know, um, you know, I'm not a hoe. Uh, I know you're digging this. Is it okay if I play my guitar right about now? Is it all right? Uh, you don't believe me though. Uh, people in the back, is it okay if I play my guitar right about now? Is it okay? Like, and there's the the fact that he repeats the question kind of points to a level of anxiety about about the answer. It's not just a you know, are you ready to rock kind of question. Like, is right. it is it like actually is it okay if I introduce to this? Um, if I introduce to this, you know, pretty squarely hip hop song, uh, guitar playing, were you at, 
Um, well, I want to, I want to tell stories about college. That's, you know, because like we're, we're getting to a certain age and like reliving our glory days becomes an important part of, of almost everything we do. Um, but, uh, but, but I want to kind of address your answer to the question a little bit. Right. Um, I feel like the, the charge is not just being a player. It is being a player, but it's also, there are other things thrown in like, like being a bad influence. And whether, you know, whether he's a bad influence or not, it foregrounds the idea of influence, right? And, and the mm. idea, uh, and, and who has influenced him. And in, in an album that is a site of, of polyglot heteroglossia, you know, that like, uh, I think the idea, the idea of influence is, um, is an interesting one. I think if Wyclef is a bad influence, it's not that he is a normatively negative influence. It's that he um, does not, he is a functionally bad influence. He's not interested in fulfilling a lot of the obligations of being an influence uh, on, Mm. on other people because he's too, He's too chameleonic on this, right? right? He like slips in and out of things and in to all the girls, right? Like in this thing, like when it, it appears that he's saying, um, I, you know, I'm sorry I cheated. You know, I recognize the, I, I recognize the authority of the set of rules that calls my behavior cheating. Uh, and I submit to the authority of that that set of rules and i i realize that uh i'm going to change my ways now but the um the uh the whole thing uh with like to all the girls i cheated on before it's a new year i got a new change of gear i swear the idea of swearing is a little is he's protesting too much a little bit it kind of imports a, a a legal discourse into the song that's of a piece with with the skits and the rest of the album and like um uh you know but his his sort of new self is a new change of gear it's sort of new new clothes right it's a new kind of right. out, outer layer but this the sort of inner person is kind of um you know, is kind of the same. And also like, it's a new year and I've got a new change of gear. Those are, those are both kind of arbitrary standards. It's not like I've gone through a, uh, I've gone through a, uh, important conversion process, you know, um, even like, uh, the thing that would be like that, like I can see clear now the clouds disappeared, um, is, you know, it's not like I'm different. It's that the, you know, the sort of the environment, the environment is different. And I think that like, there's something thematic Dramatically consonant with the rest of the album and with the kind of the 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 musical style um, in terms of being like being a master of a master of languages, you know what I mean, and a master of code switching to his, you know, uh, in a way, and like a master of. Um, well, I said chameleon before, like being sort of being a chameleon and being able to uh, slip in and out um, and kind of move in different places as though you uh, as though you belong there. And that like that flexibility is a huge musical asset. And I think it also is is part of the uh, the artistic project of the record as like a refugee you know, uh, mm-hmm. as sort of a, as sort of an immigrant record. And when we saw, did you see Wyclef live? Uh, 
um, in college. I don't think I did. He played. Yeah. Uh, he played. It Spring might have Fling. been before me. Yeah, oh, it might have yeah. been before my time. It might have been my freshman year. So I have two stories about Wycliffe John from college. One is that uh, I, you know, Ryan and I met in a marching band. Um, I'm not sure. We, I, we must have said that on this podcast before. We mentioned it from time to time on the main podcast, and uh, you know, it was not known. It was not like uh, particularly diverse <laughs> the the uh, the marching band, and I threw a party um, in my freshman year dorm room for the marching band, and I played my CD of uh, Wycliffe Jean presents the Carnival featuring Refugee All Stars. I like because this was great party music, you know. Like there there are great bangers. There are some slow jams for dancing, and like it's the whole thing has a has a really good vibe. And I think I like even skipped to the main uh, hits like Gone Till November. Uh, and I was playing this, and the party. Di- I put this in. The party died. It just like everyone sat down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and my uh, uh, my older friend Al uh, Saint Germain came up to me and was like, "Matt, this is a great song, but I don't think this is really the crowd for it." And so, you know, we took it out, put in some Bon Jovi, and the whole party was rescued. And uh, and like this, this was, you know. Um, I don't know. This this was very interesting to me. This had an effect on me. The fact that, like, wow, this great party record just really brought uh, a basement full of white people just to a halt, just to a standstill. Um, the other thing is seeing Wyclef live. I guess it was that same year or maybe the year after uh, where he played, like, the spring party. So the the when he came, he... Um, he actually stayed in his bus most of uh, his set because it was raining <laughs> and he didn't oh. he didn't put a show on cuz it was raining and uh, but then you know he came out um he uh he rapped for like 20 minutes including like freestyling with some students who he brought up to have like a mock freestyle battle with uh and the, uh, there were a couple a couple of good ones like a couple of a couple of us did the not of us but uh, a couple of, not not of the marching band but a couple of uh, students did the alma mater proud um and then he ended up uh he ended up doing a stage dive and like spraining his arm or something like that and so the it became less a show and more a, like a DJ set <laughs> you know as he like walked walked uh, on and off stage drank wine and stuff like that but like I remember before that he played an electric guitar and he played um like Johnny Be Good or something like that he like played a Chuck Berry riff or something like that uh on the thing and like this was the uh this was kind of the the thing that he did um like he did uh rapping he did djing he did sort of showmanship and emceeing he did freestyling uh he played an electric guitar when he was freestyling he would like throw in other languages like you know um yeah like uh I, I don't know, like uh, Ichi, Ni, San, to the Shi. Bet you never seen anyone freestyle in Japanese like me. 
or something. That actually might be a, an actual lyric. Uh, I might be remembering that more or less verbatim um, from what he said. And there was this sense of like, it's not one thing, you know, where it's like, it's, it's, it's a lot of things. It's hard to pin down. And, uh, and it's, it's an amalgamation, you know, it's sort of a bricolage. And that's, that's, I think, central to the artistic project here. And, um, the, the achievement of this record, I think, is that it, it kind of ends up being greater than the sum of its parts. And, and what comes out is a little bit, uh, what, what comes out is, is, you know, uh, pretty cool. Um, Pretty cool in the whole thing. Do you feel like there's a, a first half? I well, sorry. Let me let me not set you up with a, a bad question. I feel like there's a, a, a right about Shang Fizi, uh right after Year of the Dragon. There's like a first half, second half dichotomy um, to this album, to, with with the first half having the bangers and the second half being, I don't know, a little more. Uh, uh, a little more stylistically all over the place, kind of lurching um, a little more. That's and the point where you t- you take the CD out and turn it upside down. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. You have to flip the CD over. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a fair assessment, right? Um, and not that it's not good or bad. I'm not trying to map yeah. like one is good, one is bad. I'm trying to say that like there's a a, a marked shift in uh, mood um, between between the uh, like one through twelve and twelve through and thirteen through twenty four. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I mean, again, I put the strongest um, shift uh, in that last three songs right and in in um from kind of the enter the carnival uh interlude to um through jaspera yele um and and uh carnival but you're you're right even he's already shading in that direction on gunpowder as well um and uh and 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 mona lisa as well right where he brings out the neville brother right exactly um um, and which is, which, well, which also like kind of prefigures the, um, you know, the kind of, uh, Prague R and B move that was, um, so common on albums, um, of 2016, right. Of giving over, um, a huge chunk, uh, a whole song on your album to a guest vocalist. Um, and here's one that is like, it's also a guest vocalist that is like, you know, not, not particularly 1997, right? Yeah. That it's kind of like, you know, adult contemporary R&B. Um, yeah, it could have been like Peebo Bryson or something like that. <laughs> and it would have had a similar effect to the uh, to the Neville Brothers, um, just with like in terms of being like the um, smooth vocal stylings, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's smooth and it's... Uh, um, and and he kind of intros it right with the um you know uh with with a spoken word like right about now if you are in your jeep please turn up your radio i like how the jeep is the car of choice here right like this this to me was like peak suv time at least in my you know when i was growing up like in my awareness you know i feel like the the like oj had made the suv a thing with the the white ford bronco you know and there were like uh ford explorers and there were uh 
Jeeps and, and things like this. Cause it's not like, Hey, if you're in your Bentley, if you're in your Lamborghini, you know, crank this, you know, if you're, if you're in your American muscle car with a, you know, tricked out sound system, crank this thing. It's, it's uh, no, no, no. If you're in your, if you're in your Jeep, turn this up. And that is very much of its time. Right. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I think the Jeep that it evokes for me, the jeepiest Jeep of the time um, is the the Jeep uh, Wrangler, I believe. Right. The, and so I, I imagine this as being um, a a convertible Jeep and one I mean, because the Jeep Wrangler was convertible, but I believe also the doors are removable as well. Right. So this is an open air Jeep. Right. Um, so this is like uh, uh, this is the alfresco Jeep experience. Um, and uh, and and I think that that's important because that is an um, a, a, that that is exactly right. You're not just rolling down the windows so that the speakers have greater contact with the outdoors, but you're you're that kind of Jeep is a a moving speaker, right? And it's a moving speaker that creates, you know, it, it does a few things, right? You're, I mean, in some ways, right? As much as like, um, as we, you said earlier, Wyclef is a bad influence and a bad influencer, right? He is kind of uh, actually maybe um, engaging in the first music viral marketing campaign, uh. right? Right? He's like, you know, uh, please, please share and retweet using your jeep right <laughs> oh and also like there's like a product placement thing right with with uh with, <laughs> yeah you know, where jeep probably paid him to have this no i don't i don't think that actually happened but like you know what recent like in recent days you wouldn't be surprised to hear that at all if like there, was, yeah, like, totally. if there were like car-based product placements on a hip-hop album Right. So, um, he, right. It's like the DJ Khaled videos or like every video that has like, um, like a beats by Dre product placement and like multiple like liquor, um, product placements. Right. So the, there's a way in which, um, Wyclef is being kind of uh, as actually a better influencer than he realizes. Right. Um, and, and I think that in addition to there being kind of a media strategy here and a marketing strategy of play this in your Jeep so that people hear it, I, I think there's a little bit here of also. So um, this is a this is an experimental record, but I don't mean that even in the sense of being um, experimental music necessarily, but that it's kind of experimental social science, right? So that um, if one thing that he knows after the score is that um, is is that Killing Me Softly was a huge hit, and so there's I think a little bit of a social science research program here on the um, on the carnival to determine which element or elements of um, the kind of bundled treatment of Killing Me Softly were kind of responsible for it becoming a huge hit because you you see that on Mona Lisa he's kind of pulling out and extracting the kind of kind of adult contemporary soft R&B strain of Killing Me Softly. Um, on uh, Gone Till November, he, you have the kind of ballad and the kind of emotional content and also um, Wyclef saying one, two, one, two, <laughs> or which is kind of pretty similar to one time, two times, right? The the kind of the, the ballad with Hype Man. Um, and then um, on... Um, you know, uh, on, on, uh, we're trying to stay alive. It is the kind of the, the remake quality, right. Or the remake of a song of the seventies, um, quality that, uh, is, is also extracted and both, you know, we're trying to stay alive and, um, and are especially those the, like are the, to you, are those the puff daddiest, uh, tracks on the record? 
you know, um, the the we're trying to stay alive is um, gone yeah. till November is not gone. Oh no no November no! Sorry, not I, sorry. In my it, gone till November got got uh, phonologically muddled up with Guantanamera in my head, <laughs> in, in my head, right? And I'm just I'm thinking of like the remakey, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. like I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. you know, and and even later, like uh, I'm thinking of him standing there with. Um, uh, with Jimmy Page or, or no, who was who was it with Robert Plant but playing Cashmere and he's he's yeah, rapping over it or you know yeah 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 that, that was that was that was um, much later but the 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 technique is what I mean yeah but um yeah so that that is I mean so I would say that um I I would definitely say that um we're trying to stay alive is that and Guantanamera is to a lesser extent, but I think what makes it, um, really noteworthy is, um, is that, is the song that is sampling, right? This kind of well-known, um, uh, a, a well-known Cuban song is one that kind of crossed over. If there, if people know a kind of, um, song that it kind of has connections to, to Cuba and kind of to, to Latin music in general, it is Guantanamera. Um, but you know, it's, you know, we, um, it was important, um, that we find a version of Guantanamera to play at our wedding, um, for, uh, you know, cause it's a song that Rachel's grandmother, um, likes. Right. And so right. we actually, there was a period where, um, you know, uh, Spotify's algorithm thought that I just really loved all versions of, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, it, because, um, <laughs> that, uh, we listened to a billion different versions. I forget which one we went with and we ended up playing, um, you know, and I think one of the canonical versions is, um, by Celia Cruz, who I think shows up on this version. Um, but this is already Singing, a little, yeah, so soy, soy una mujer sincera, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, do you speak English? Can I buy you a drink? Uh, which is, you know, definitely he's, he's just slinging game, right? Like a, like a, a, a pimp. It's amazing. But I, I think that, that, so Guantanamera is, is, is kind of different from, um, I, I think, well, so I would say that both Guantanamera And uh, we're trying meaningful in the context of the songs. Um, and I mean, I, you know, with maybe the, you know, even including, right, that, that generally the songs, uh, the samples in Puff Daddy are often very recognizable and you're, you're they're kind of coasting on goodwill you towards you have that song but they're recontextualizing it in some way and they may they, they get like, like the um the led zeppelin song um that was sampled in um uh in come with me from godzilla that you mentioned kind of all it has is this sense of scale right of of monstrous rock right um and you know all the i'll be missing you which samples um i'll be watching you by by um the police right has a sense of kind of you know wistfulness and kind of a sense of longing or or dread but that it, it's totally changed whereas um on the the two songs that have that level of sampling on um the carnival it's it's quite a bit different right so guantanamera the beat is entirely changed up right and and so um you know there's a a, a very little bit of kind of this initial version um and 
and then it transitions into a hip hop song, right? And it's um and it's really interesting, right? That this is this is New York Mambo, the the rap song, right? Um, we've talked a lot on this podcast about um the, the course uh, New York Mambo that Jordan and I took in college with Robert Ferris Thompson, which is about um the the kind of Afro Caribbean diaspora, right? And the kind of transition and 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 um and 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 projection of music and kind of um, aesthetic traits from um, you know both from Africa to the Caribbean and from Carib- Car- the Caribbean to the to New York, and you see that here, right? Because um, he's sort of saying, right? Wyclef is like saying, you know, it, the, it, at first in the uh, intro, it's like we're out here in Miami worldwide, right? So he was Mister Worldwide before Pitbull, right? Yeah. Um, and then um, and then they sort of say, "Welcome to the carnival, Spanish Harlem, Boogie Down Bronx, Manhattan, um, back to Staten." You know, and you know, Brooklyn got left out, uh-huh. uh, uh, right? And um, and then Ray says, "So I'm standing at the bar with a Cuban cigar." Um, and then, uh, and then, Ayo, I think she's eyeing me from afar. Right. And, and then, uh, Wyclef's first verse comes in and said, I wrote this in Haiti overlooking Cuba. Right. And just that kind of these multiple senses of place. Right. And this kind of this relationship of the Caribbean and of Haiti, the Haiti and, and Haiti as an island in the Caribbean. Um, and then, um, and then New York as a set of kind of interconnected islands and peninsulas. Yeah, in the Atlantic, right? <laughs> right, uh, and kind of understanding these movements, right? Because there's, there's a kind of let's call it let's call it pan Atlanticism. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right, because like I, the, the thing that like um, that Ben Gibbard didn't realize on transatlanticism is that if you want someone so much closer, like you actually have some agency. You don't, <laughs> need, to, you don't need to sit around and whine, right? That you can move, right, and you can you can uh, actually um, take some action rather than um, whining and pining, right? Um, and so that. Um, and and you you have this sense of movement, right? There are multiple times um, on this album where Wyclef um, charts that movement from Haiti to Brooklyn to New Jersey, right? And and I think it's, it comes up on the fresh interlude, and it's why I wouldn't remove the fresh interlude because he actually is does some of that. It's one of the first places where he kind of clearly tells that kind of autobiographical line and i think it happens on one of the later songs in the um the last little kind of creole ep if i'm remembering correctly um and so that that's being set up and so the point is on guantanamera that there is this kind of engagement with kind of right um haiti as as being kind of you know, because uh, even as much as this is an album that engages the most with kind of Haitian music, kind of Creole music, it is also engaging with it's being a good neighbor, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I like that. Or a good like I like the description of Haiti overlooking Cuba, you right. know, that like like it's a it's like a big brother kind of thing, you know. Right. And that, right. like, it's also, it's also a little bit like Sarah Palin seeing Russia from the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right on, right off her, right off her, uh, right off her back porch. And when it comes, when the the Spanish verse comes in, and it's uh, the the geniuses, the genius tell me that this is not. Uh, this is not sampling Celia Cruz. This is uh, Jenny Fujita singing Soy una mujer sincera de donde uh, crecen las palmas. Um, that, like, uh, you can almost imagine 
calling from like shore to shore you know what i mean the like the two islands kind of like talking over this talking yeah. over this gulf which is the gulf like a geographic gulf between two islands which is the gulf between two languages yeah. uh which is the gulf between two cultures yeah absolutely um yeah i think that's i think that's Exactly right. For what it's worth, this was the year that the Buena Vista Social Club album, the Ry Cooter album, came out as well. So, like, Cuba was in the, was, I don't know, in the zeitgeist, right? And 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 it's still a little bit before kind of the the Latin explosion, right? It's about two years ahead of um of of kind of Ricky Martin, right? Um, which was ninety nine, I think. Yeah. Um, and so, but and I think it's around or maybe shortly after the Macarena, right? So that you there is a little bit of like seeing that this is a thing that's going to happen. Um, but it's 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 it is definitely a bit different than the kind of sample heavy songs of the nineties, either the puff daddy songs or the other one of 97. If I, if memory serves correctly is, um, the theme song from men in black, right. Uh, which huh. also is a kind of a whole cloth sample of, um, forget me nots. Um, and so, but even, you know, we trying to stay alive is a little different from those, um, in part. And it's, it's there in the title, right. And, and you know, that, the on the one hand, it has the you know because it is sampling the BG song, it is absolutely a dance song. Um, but at the same time, right, that we trying to stay alive um, is is also about survival, right? And so that, that this and I think that this kind of you know I think that there's a balancing. It's it's, it's weaving a course between precarity and the party. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that is like, and, and th- this is, I think what's fascinating about the carnival um, uh, of, about the carnival of life <laughs> that is uh, depicted here. Right. Because it's, and it gets back to the, this kind of central song. Um, uh, that I, I think the heart of the album is anything can happen. Yep. Right. Um, because it's, it lays out the thesis and it kind of comes back a few different times. This idea that when you roll into the carnival, anything can happen. And, the, the anything that can happen, um, it, it has two meanings, and he uses both meanings, right? It's any any bad thing can happen, um, and any good thing can happen, right? And so that the um, you know that 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 early on it's mostly bad things, right? Making love to your girlfriend, anything can happen. Um, she's sleeping with your best friend because anything could happen. Um, uh, uh, you roll down the block, come back with your gat and pal because anything could happen. Um, but like later on, right? The, when, once the record is not over. Um, uh, you know, or around the point um, in the outro, I guess just before the record is not over. Um, uh, will the Knicks win the championship this year? Um, anything can happen. Will we find some peace of mind this year? Anything can happen. You ready for the revolution this year? Um, anything can happen. Um, uh, and, you know, um, uh, Wycliffe would do anything for love, but he will not make love without a condom. This <laughs> um, right. Uh, he's on message with the Spice girls yeah um uh, you know in and right there in the late 90s um right but so that this sense of both kind of of, of the constraint of kind of 
vulnerability and being kind of out of one's homeland, right, of being a refugee is also connecting to an opportunity, right? And so that I see that there, that theme is there even in the kind of most puff daddiest of the songs, um, and it connects it to this kind of anything can happen, which I think, again, is like the spiritual heart of the album. Yeah, and and the other, I feel like this song goes through several movements, several yeah. several yeah. phases, like the the um there's this sort of rap thing then the the kind of the rap track then there's the um the record is not over yet and then there's the like the party bit uh yeah. you know like uh uh the ladies we won't play play if you're proud shake what your mama gave you and that that sort of repeat, repeated sort of dance uh dance chorus sort of goes through and there's there's like all this there's all this menace right there's all this kind of sexual competition uh the threat of imminent violence menace even like silly willy is playing thug cartoons my infrared scope got your movements on zoom this is almost certainly like goldeneye or something like that, right? right like, right, right. Uh, and that, like, uh, even in the, you know, even in the recreation, like, even the, even the recreation, there is a sort of sense of like uh, uh, uneasiness, surveillance, uh, uh, anxiety, and and potential uh, potential vi- violence. Um, yeah, and that that uh, you know that is that is good. No, this this is also like. Um, there is kind of a, I feel like there is a little bit of throwing shade at Fuji's a little bit. Um, when he says, uh, money break groups up like the five heartbeats, you know, huh. that this is like, uh, uh, always say, uh, but always stay humble went from bummy to neat. Cause money break groups up like the five heartbeats. Like, I think that there is like a little bit of like, there's a cautionary tale with what might be going on in the background. Cause the Fuji's never made another record, you know? Yeah. There is a, there is a diaspora within a diaspora, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, the, the idea, I mean, maybe in closing, like the idea of carnival, right? The idea of masquerade. That's the title of another Wyclef album. Um, the idea of, uh, you know, kind of fluid identity and a party like carnival is the party right before Lent, you know, so that, so that there's this sense of like, there's this sense of sort of impending austerity, uh, or there's this sense that it's kind of not, it's sort of not forever or uh, or precarity actually the word you said is a good is a good way to do it it's kind of like it reminds me a little bit uh just to mm. use a contemporary reference of like some of the parties that the uh that the real world people have in the matrix you know right right <laughs> where it's like we know that the machines are going to come kill us at any at any point but we you know we're going to have a like we're going to have a naked slow mo rave or so, or something like that uh in the in the middle time even though the the kind of this is a precarious position position that that we're in um you know that that, that that's what the you know that's what the the carnival is and the the you know i don't know if you can speak uh if you can speak any language the sort of the ability to kind of say party in any language is um uh one of the the biggest upshots of that i suppose 
Well, I think it's like in an interesting way of like when you are a a refugee all star, you're you're partying like it's 1999 every year, right? <laughs> um, and 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 I think that there is a way, right? By like you know, and and it is this interesting way in right. Um, you know, Cool Keith was was partying and and rapping, taking rap to the year 3000, right? And this was like not right. And and the the thing about going to the year 3000 is that you are almost illegible, right? But this is kind of pushing to that, um, you know, just like slightly getting that kind of millennial, you know, kind of pre-austerity uh, vibes, um, just a little bit early, right? So it, it both this is what made this both. Very very timely and a little forward looking. Um, and I think that at the, uh, as a result though, I think it is, I mean, it, it shows up on best albums of the nineties list on, um, you know, it had a great review from pitchfork, which I believe is not available on their site anymore. This is an album that I think that weirdly has not become part of the canon in the way that, um, either the score has or the miseducation of Lauren Hill from 1998, um, which will probably hit um, for its 20th anniversary. Um, and, and I think it's, again, whether it's because it was so forward looking that now it becomes obvious or because of, of the, um, the, the sketches, the skits, which don't hold up quite as well. But when you kind of like listen to this, I mean, there is, a, there are many albums that are much more regarded as classics, um, in, in kind of hip hop, um, and that have much more filler <laughs> and <laughs> right. many more. And it's an odd to think of having more filler than a song with 23, 24 tracks, but that, that once you kind of, especially kind of pare down from the, um, the, the kind of non song skits, right. And, and even to a, a set of like 18 tracks, it, they all, they all work and, and there are movements, there are sides, but there aren't a lot of superfluous songs. And that, that is it kind of incredible. And it kind of coming back to this and again, and it just in juxtaposition to kind of how a lot of the rest of pop, um, pop R and B and hip hop sounded in this period from about 96, 97 up through the early two thousands. This is this kind of amazing fusion of kind of like really banging beats kind of, and, and, and then amazing kind of global sounds. Right. And it, it's something that was absolutely ahead of its time that then is, is, is somehow both a classic and a little bit of a lost treasure. So yeah. I, I absolutely recommend, you know, maybe now what I'm saying is now the time has come for you to go to a party and put on this album. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and people will just like, will will lose it. They yeah. will get, they will get turned. Yeah. Maybe I'll be yeah, exactly like, uh, it'll be so lit. Um, so, Hey, listen, what I'm trying to say is that anything can happen. Like <laughs> the, the party will get lit or everyone will leave. Anything can happen. Uh, Any of the things can happen. Yeah. 
when you play the carnival. Well, uh, one thing that can happen is that the podcast wraps up. So thanks very much, Ryan, for uh, talking about the uh, the carnival. Or sorry, Wyclef Jean present one last time. Wyclef Jean presents the carnival featuring refugee all stars. And and uh, to all of our listeners, to all the listeners I cheated on before, uh, it's a new podcast. I got a new change of gear. Um, it's uh, it's great to revisit this album, which I continue to love, uh, having loved it. Uh, you know, often in the past. Um, we'll be back next week with more TFT podcast. Uh, still in, uh, haven't quite wrapped up uh, our historical stretch, so uh, there's more coming on the way. Uh, and uh, until then, whether you are uh, whether you are in Haiti overlooking Cuba, or uh, whether you are in the New Jerusalem of New Jersey, whether you are playing uh, a, a polyglot heteroglossia of, of musical styles, or whether you're just standing at the bar with a Cuban cigar, wherever you are, make sure to keep it real. The podcast is not over yet. The podcast is not over yet. The podcast is not over yet. Where are the ladies at? <laughs>